Welcome to the Footgrounds podcast brought to you by Silicon Valley Bank. And um, Silicon Valley Bank, where you can be assured that, I don't know, I'll try to think of something funny about that. Yeah, but, um, I mean, uh, I don't know. I just think of the All In podcast when I think of Silicon Valley Bank. Like, are they still, are they oh, still I hope, alive? I hope so. I, I mean, all, I hope, I hope like... Well, I mean, I mean, they stopped being real venture capitalists in order to become podcast famous. Yeah, yeah, which, but if, uh, you, if you stop becoming a venture capitalist to become podcast famous, and then you put your all your money into Silicon Valley Bank, like that's that's over, right? <laughs> about well, what's so what's so what's so horrible about this is that if people who listen to this podcast before have heard me talk about how much I think VC is overinflated, and and, and I want to short VC, and I even called. And some investment banks to figure out if there are some derivatives that could be bespoke derivatives where I could bet on VC going down. And I totally forgot about Silicon Valley Bank. Because I always wondered about that place because I was like, wait a minute, how do you... So banks require companies to have cash flow to repay the loan. So what are these people doing? Um, and Wait, the- did you... Uh, was, was this in the... You know, okay, so welcome. I think we're going to do this public because this is a... This is a pretty big day. I think we should do it public. It's a huge day. It's a kind of day where you call. Uh, it's let's a kind of day where you private though, really quick. Um, so you know, we have this private Discord chat. You guys can sign up for a premium, join it. I mean, it's really you know, you, 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 at this point, you know, whatever. Foot guns is great. We we're we're doing well, but uh, the the point of you paying to come join our premium chat is so that you're like a high quality person that cares and wants to come chat because everyone in there spends a lot of time. It's a, it's a, it's a really, really high quality chat. And anyways, I don't think this happened in the chat. This might've just been private between me and uh, our favorite person to mention on the podcast hash error. And he had said, he said, Oh yeah. Cletus had, you know, talked about like shorting VC or whatever. And like, yeah, we, you know, we, no one put together that we could have shorted VC by, uh, Shorting all these banks, all these like small little yeah California. I mean, this thing's called Silicon Valley Bank. Well, that right? was a big question uh, when they came yeah, out. Yeah. Okay, so so banks require a couple things. Number one, the bread and butter of banks, and a lot of people don't know how the banking system works. And just one thing on the pitching of our the private and subscription, it'll save you money. Last time, you know, Bitcoin was uh, rallying a bit, and on our private podcast, the central theme was just sit on the sidelines. Just, just let the other guy go, let, let the other guy go first. And there was sort of a lot of energy around Bitcoin 25 K and we got on with the private podcast. We said, Hey, you know, um, this is not a great place to be long or short, just, just to kind of hang out. And most people will trade for long side anyway, or total for long side anyway. So, um, you know, we, we kept you out of getting super long Ethereum and, and Bitcoin, maybe thinking twice about it. So, um, again, we're not, we don't always get it yeah, right. Also, we don't also, always get it right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And also, like, from, uh, you know, from a trading perspective or whatever, if you're a, well, first of all, if you're sort of a part time trader or an investor or, you know, whatever, you, you know, you're spending, uh, a few hours here and there, focus on like where you have your money at, but you're not like focus on it all the time. Then shorting is really, really hard. And then the other thing is like, um, if you if you really like believe in the future of crypto and that sort of thing, it's also hard to short it because you're just like, I'm shorting the thing I love. You know, it's much easier to just go flat and and just be flat, um, and then get back into. 
Yeah, absolutely. So just for anyone who doesn't know, the way banks work, it's it's a crazy profitable business because basically you need it. You need it. Say you, you want to open up a hundred million dollar bank. You need to put up about three million dollars of your own capital and equity. And you go out and you borrow money from the Fed window and then you loan it out at a hundred basis points higher. So what are you making? A 30% return on your money as the person who owns the bank pretty much year after year, as long provided that the, the, the hundred million dollars doesn't, doesn't go, um, you know, below the value of which you loaned it at. And, um, so after you go do that, then, then people start to pot due to deposits in your, in your, in, in the bank. What the bank does, they literally, they take the money out of your account and they loan it out to other people. And if you have what's called a run on the bank, run on the bank means that they can no longer, they no longer have enough sufficient working capital within the assets and liabilities. Cause banks are kind of funny because they, you know, they may be valued at like, five billion dollars but have 25 billion dollars of assets but when you cancel them out over liabilities etc 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 he was warren buffett who said show me somebody who can um read bank financials and i'll show you a liar uh but this this is this is big for a number of reasons last night i mean i was just shorting nasdaq futures as much as i could because i have not heard a ceo say those specific words you know, please stay calm. Uh, at a at a at a commercial bank since two thousand and eight, these guys had two hundred sixty nine billion dollars worth of assets. It's not a small enterprise. And um, and the last time I heard that was you know Lehman Brothers, Bear Stearns in two thousand eight, and this is the biggest financial a failure of a bank since two thousand and eight. So it just leaves the, the question is is now put on the table, which is um. What else is out there? I mean, what other shoes could could drop? Oh yeah, did you did you see this thing about the uh, two year yield? That apparently it had like these like two back to back down days, and uh, all these people are posting like I, was, I think it was like Jim Bianco was the first one I saw that said you know hey the last time this happened was two thousand one two thousand eight yeah, yeah. yeah. People, that and, and the effect of raising the, here's the thing about raising interest rates it's like it's supposed to slow down demand. It's supposed to make things basically, it's, it's bizarre. You raise interest rates to inflate the price of things when you think about it. Because if your car costs more to finance, then you're basically inflating the value of the car. So it's weird that you would fight inflation with basically inflation. Have you ever thought about that? It's kind of deep. Yeah, it is. I mean, so you're like, you're, you're reducing the um, immediate cost or like the immediate cost should come down, but you're increasing the total cost like over the long run, basically. So yeah. You're, yeah, yeah, you're like, you're locking in the inflation. Right. Yeah, you're locking in inflation. And one of the reasons why I think central bank interest rate hikes don't work. And now that we know the CPI numbers have been revised from the end of the year that there was basically no you know, there, there wasn't a whole lot of um, uh, diminishment of inflation. And I really think we're going to be, you know, 100 points, basis points higher in CPI uh, this next print. And that turned out to be true. Let's sit down the Discord. And that turned out to be true that very night for the Eurozone. And um, I, I just, uh, uh, 
you know, this is not people keep talking about the Fed's gonna tighten until they they break something or whatever. I, I just don't think the cost of capital figures into a lot of people's lives. If you're someone who has a lot of credit card debt and you're already paying twenty percent interest rates, twenty four percent interest rates are not gonna bother you. Um, if you were considering, if you are very wealthy and want to own a house, the fact that the mortgage costs twice as much and you just refi out five years from now is not going to, um, is not going to phase you. So I just always wonder whether or not this whole raising, making things more expensive in order to make them less expensive. I'm not sure. It's like, it's like chemotherapy. It's like, you know, Cancer treatments are, are injecting poison into your body and hoping to hit the right cells, but you also hit. You know, well, yeah, doesn't doesn't the Fed like say that though publicly that they have a blunt instrument? <laughs> yeah, it, and it, and it may be, but if it's a blunt instrument, I got news for you: use it. And they haven't. I mean, we're, all this crap could have been avoided in my mind if they did a hundred basis point emergency hike in like last September. And and right. just been just like here just here it is, folks. Chase, yeah, yeah, here it is. Like if if you guys want to guess as to whether or not, if you guys want to guess as to whether or not what we're up to, you know, that was Jerome Powell's entire supposed legacy was to take away Fed speak and just let everybody know what they're doing. And the guy just likes to talk. I don't know whether he's slightly drunk all the time or what, but. I mean, he's trying to emphasize, you know, higher for longer. We're not going to give up on this. I'm Paul Volcker, the return of Paul Volcker. And uh, then he just kind of ad-libs some comments that give markets sort of hope that interest rates are coming down. And, um, you know, earnings this year, I don't I don't know if anybody's paying attention to earnings. But I do think there's one thing that Silicon Valley Bank has just told us for today, simply for today. And that has been this constant debate that I've had in my head as to whether the COVID recession, the, the little 30-day-long whatever it was, or 45 days or 60 days, whatever, whatever, is the world's fastest recession. Um, was that the reset and we had a bull market that went, you know, I mean, if you look at uh, stocks, they're up 18% in 2020, uh, 28% in 2021. Um, something like that in 2019, and then only down 20% in 2023. Um, but is was that was that the reset for a new bull cycle, and or or was it 2008? There the 2008 2009 question: Have we really been on this giant bull cycle now? It's just it's just exhausted. And one guy put it a pretty pretty decent way. I, I thought on a podcast. I think he's the head of Canaccord Genuity. Uh, something research, and he he was, he was just like thinking about how his own family would finance a major purchase, and so where's the money going to come from? And so credit cards have probably standards, hopefully, have gotten higher. Um, and you know where's the money going to come from? Answer salary and all that other kind of stuff. But he was talking about like a major purchase, and he couldn't figure it out. Like where's the incremental dollar sort of coming from? And my response to that is I'm not sure earnings care. And again, today, today's the kind of the day where I called all my friends in finance. We were like, is this, how bad is this? I mean, everybody's on the phone with, you know, commercial bankers that they know, um, uh, a few traders, a few managers, et cetera, 
saying, you know, what is this exactly? Because the market's putting down, I mean, keep in mind, this is a market that was not afraid to go down 5% in the day last year, easy. And up 7% in a day last year, easy. And today is just sort of like, a, eh, you know, just a very orderly sell-off, the kind of like inverted bull market, but down. You know, I'm just sort of, I mean, the Dow was down. Yeah, I mean, uh, what's really interesting for me is um, I actually made money today, which is uh, great because I lost money yesterday. But uh, I don't know, everyone's just like freaking out today. And and for me, I was freaking out yesterday because I had no idea what was going on yesterday. And now today I'm just like, oh, yeah, bank failure. Okay, great. That that explains it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. The, I just the feel biggest like... bank failure in three plus 15 years okay so but then here's also this this uh this thing that you have to say okay you, you know they they say like uh march 10th 2009 is the mark haynes bottom this guy like on cnbc yeah mark haynes i actually knew him very nice yeah guy. so yeah. Well, what i'm saying like is today you know march 10th 2023 gonna be the Mark Haynes double bottom. <laughs> you know, it could, it could be depending again, the thing I keep trying to tease out is whether older folks like me who think this is all, you know, sort of the end of a bull cycle. It's been lasting since the Mark Haynes bottom, which in 2009, and this was a significant moment in, in CNBC and financial news history. Cause Mark Haynes was an anchor. He didn't have any opinions on the market. He's just sort of like, He's just this nice working guy from Jersey, and he died suddenly of a heart attack a couple of years later. It's really sad, but he was he was he was just and and, and he kind of looked he kind of looked at the camera and he didn't go this is the bottom to start buying or anything, but he said you know what this feels sort of like the end of it to me and, and um, feels like feels like we're kind of done, and so yeah the Mark Haynes bottom I I don't think so, but I I got a question. Um, I mean, it does. It does feel like that the 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 Bears are going to win this next this next round, this next intermediate round. But boy, is it moving slow because the the largest bank failure since 20, 20, uh, 2008. That news in twenty eleven would have sent the market down. I feel like ten percent a day. I feel like that that it would have sent the market down to ten percent a day in every single year except now, and I can't figure it out. I, I really can't. It's just like, you know, I mean, they spent more time. I, mean, I think the market went down more on the FTX day than it did on an actual functioning $260 billion of real assets uh, bank failing. So I, I'm, I'm confused. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, uh, from, see, my, you know, my perspective, um, Again, I feel like I was, you know, I, I had this opportunity, like, you know, like what uh, what Hasher said about the VC stuff or whatever, you know, if we'd figured out, oh, we could just go short. Um, I mean, so Silvergate, like, again, we, you know, we should have figured this shit out, basically. Um, well, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm basically like, I was the canary, right? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we need to get Wasabi back on here to talk, actually. But, but yeah, so I, I don't know. I was basically the canary. I, I was deep, deep in the crypto coal mine, right? And I saw all of it blowing up. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. just didn't act on it, right? Um, but I, I, I okay, um, I, I do want to, like, change gears a little bit, though, because uh, I, got, I got two things to talk about. First of all, 
I longed gold this morning uh, that is just like ripping upwards and I'm feeling good about that. Um, I did it simply based on uh, the cheat sheet. So I want to like pitch that, you know, we have now, or mostly me uh, have published uh, this cheat sheet every single morning for, I don't know, 500 days now or more. And um, yeah, this morning I was making it. And I was like, dang, uh, gold looks pretty dang good. Um, so, yeah, in the midst of everything selling off, um, you know, kind of hard thing to do. Uh, I was just like, yo, I'm just going to go long gold just based on this, uh, on this, yeah, cheat sheet um, that we published. So that was pretty cool, and it, and it worked out really, really well. Everything else looked terrible, um, and gold was the only thing that seemed to be working. So I just got long, and it, and it seemed to work. Um, and I, I think now that I'm talking about it, it's gone down like $3. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, and then, so the, the, the big thing that I really want to talk about is I promised uh, our paid subscribers that I would make the bull case for Bitcoin here. And I, I really want to see um, what your thoughts like. So if we're, you know, if we go back to like when was Bitcoin created, it was created like 2008, 2009. I think it like actually launched 2009 and in one of the first uh blocks uh the anonymous pseudo anonymous person satoshi nakamoto that created bitcoin put a message that said something about uh the bankers in europe are printing money and injecting money into the economy uh you know sort of implying hey look here's the system that's run by people with human emotions um, and I present to you this thing Bitcoin which is a you know non-human emotional system that's just going to exist and um, if you had had all of your money in Bitcoin rather than Silicon Valley you know bank uh, you would have lost 20% of your money since you know two weeks ago rather than 100% of your money so I th- uh, you know, if, if Bitcoin is going to have this moment where it shows up as like the financial asset that promises to be what it originally promised to be, which is this decentralized money controlled by no one. Um, I just feel like right now is the moment that Bitcoin should, uh, I don't know, it prove itself, I guess. For me at $20,000 a coin, after all this shit that's happened, Bitcoin is proving itself by by maintaining twenty thousand dollars a coin, because you know these these people were like I, well first of all who's holding Bitcoin we have no idea but you assume that there are wealthy people holding Bitcoin and you assume that at least some of them uh, had their money in uh, that bank and so yeah you know they're gonna sell they're gonna sell whatever they can right to get their money back whatever they're holding but uh, yeah I'm just curious do you have like a counter Rebuttal, do you think Bitcoin uh, shines here? Do you think like we're going to get a rally because people are like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it, I, my, only, my only point distinction to make, and by the way, why do you single, single out European bankers? Usually that's code word for like anti-Semite stuff. Yeah, well, there's like, I mean, there's all kinds of theory. I mean, we could, we should maybe do a pod. I, I would, I would love to maybe get Wasabi involved. Maybe we could just do a whole podcast on who is Satoshi Nakamoto. But no, I, 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 I favor the bear. I favor, I favor the bull case for Bitcoin. As I said before, it was a sort of luxury store of value. That's niche. I don't favor 
I think if you you can learn, I don't know. I'm still a still a, you 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 can do more with identifying what something isn't and what something is because if something just just sort of that, the markets remain irrational so much of the time, you have to go with it. And so, you know, I mean, it made no sense to have a rally in big, big tech stocks uh, in uh first month. You know, the Nasdaq was up 16%. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, um, you know, it's, it's kind of cool to uh, have a trade. So recently, um, well, yeah, you know, to be clear, I like, I lost a bunch of money yesterday. It was a terrible day for me. But um, uh, earlier this year, you know, I made that call on our podcast and I traded it. And I'm, I, it's one of the best trades I've ever had in my entire life, which was earlier this year. I just said, like, you know, it can't go down now. Like, you know, I had all these reasons. You can go listen to the podcast um, for why we were going to get this rally off of the start of the year. And it was one of the best trades I've ever had. And I'm still, you know, I'm still up. But uh, yeah, yesterday was terrible. But yeah, I, I, I mean, um, sometimes it just shows up and you just have to take well, it. And- NASDAQ and technicals just sometimes just give you, give you the, the easiest setup. There's a head and shoulders in the NASDAQ. Uh, there, okay. There's an outside reversal, a big, big outside reversal, uh, about two weeks ago. And, and the price of the NASDAQ hasn't exceeded that yet. And, um, then you got a head and shoulders um more recently and that led to thir- you know the the right side of the shoulder they said you know four days of sell offs and all that other kind of stuff so uh but i think the po- important point about recognizing what bitcoin is not is i think is if you're going to allocate you know some of your net worth to something that's going to revolutionize finance and uh it's going to grow through adoption um i i don't i just don't think this is what you should be doing i think you should try to find some you know venture capital investment in in fintech or something like that that's not what bitcoin is to me so if you it's hard to make the the bear case for it because it is it's it's everywhere now it's on every it's on bloomberg tv you know just just as just as much as the Korean won is, or the Euro dollar cross, or whatever else, so it's it's becoming a very important, just pure risk indicator um, that you can trade. Yeah, well, uh, and I think um, the simple the simple simple bull case for it, which um, you know, basically what you're talking about, like you know, it's on Bloomberg, and I mean, I think they throw up other cryptos every once in a while or whatever, but. Um, Basically, you know, the weirdest, the weirdest thing. Yeah, they have a, in their in their crypto lineup. They have Ethereum Classic. Yeah, that is the, the, it's bizarre. Weird. They it always give you me, the price of Bitcoin. At this point, Ethereum, it makes me happy. Litecoin. Like, what are they doing? This is my theory on this. This is my theory on this. If, if Bitcoin is going to sort of show you the quotes, I mean, I'm, if Bloomberg is going to show you the quotes on, um. By the way, uh, Nashville just ranked number one in least affordable housing market. Um, anyway, that means sell your house and leave. Um, so, uh, but anyway, my theory is that Bloomberg, so Mike Bloomberg was like at a party and there was some guy that he respected because there were plenty of people, TradFi people who kind of went on the, the crypto uh bandwagon or whatever and you know people like yourself like who i respect 
as a finance guy, you know, you got on the crypto bandwagon, you stuck me in or whatever. And so my theory as to why they quote Ethereum Classic is that Mike Bloomberg was at a dinner party and somebody that he also respects in finance was just like, no, see, that's the wrong Ethereum. There was this fork thing and you got to put both of them up because what we call Ethereum is not the real Ethereum. Ethereum Classic is. That's my theory because nothing else explains it. <laughs> I mean, um, I agree with you that nothing else explains it. So well, let's let's just in case there's anyone here that isn't doesn't know the story behind. Okay, so Ethereum. This is important to me, right? So when Ethereum was young, uh, they created this thing called the DAO. It was a decentralized autonomous organization. It was the very first DAO, and like no one really knew what the purpose was. But they made it. They got a bunch of money. I think I think they had like a lot of the money. Like a lot of the money that was involved in Ethereum was put into it. I'm not going to say a number. It was a lot because uh, I just don't know the right number. Um, and then there was an exploit found in the Ethereum blockchain. And a lot of people lost a lot of money. Like some, some hacker was able to take all of the money out of the DAO and put it into their own Ethereum wallet. And so then everyone came together and said, you know what, um, let's fork Ethereum, fix the exploit, give everybody their money back. And, and the funny part, too, is like once, it, you know, once they forked Ethereum to which is now the modern day Ethereum um, uh, and they gave, you know, they, they made the DAO back whole, like everyone just like took their money out. Right. Like they weren't just like, oh, yeah, now that we fixed Ethereum, like we're just going to keep our money in this DAO. They're just like. I just went out, right? Um, yeah, and so then, uh, you know, Ethereum, like, forked to uh, proof of stake recently, uh, you know, just within the last year, and um, now there's an Ethereum proof of work. And so I actually think, um, you know, some time has passed. It might be time that we just go long Ethereum proof of work and then, yeah, get ourselves into well, let's a meeting make with it sound Michael cooler. Bloomberg. Yeah, <laughs> let's Michael. make it sound cooler. You basically said yeah. work pow. Ethereum pow. pow. Yeah, ETH pow, dude. ETH pow. Like, why would you not yeah. want to be long ETH pow? Be super um, popular in Asia. Yeah, so I actually, I think we're just going to start, you know, un, unpaid. We're just going to start, like, uh, hyping ETH pow on the newsletter, like, every day. Because, it's you know, it seems like no one cares about um you know, the truth, the hard due diligence that we do. They just want us to, like, pump tokens. Right? What's the best argument for the table in front of you? Um, for the table in front of me? Yeah. Like, the thing that's holding up my laptop? That's holding up my laptop. Yeah. It's, yeah, let's assume... Supporting, I, you may be tra- the table in front traveling. of me supporting my laptop. That's, that's yeah, but the you best. may be traveling... You may be traveling right now. Um, uh, not... You're, you may be traveling right now, but you usually reside in the Caribbean. The best argument for the table in front of you is that it's there. I mean, yeah, that, is. that island has been hit by so many hurricanes, right? It has had so many bad things happen to it. U.S. Virgin Islands have had bad, they're just bad things. They're volcanic, whatever. That's the same with Bitcoin. The best, argu- the best argument for your coffee cup in front of you is that it exists. Bitcoin got hit with a, like the largest Ponzi scheme you know, since Bernie Madoff 
on the FTX front, it's still, you know, well above 15,000. It got hit with something like the Silicon Valley Bank thing. I mean, it's down, what was it down, like a couple percent today or something? I mean, big, big fucking deal. Uh, and the volatility has largely come out. Let price be your guide. Just let okay. trade, just so, let price be your guide. Yeah, I agree. I agree. The, I saw a tweet the other day. I think I put it in our uh, our little trade chat. Uh, that was, um, the, you know, the price is the best fundamental analyst out there. <laughs> yeah, and and it'll yeah. it's certainly the most humbling aspect of trading as well. But I think that I, I just think that's the best. That's, that's well. See, that's what I'm saying is like thing. yesterday. You know, and I and okay, like to be fair, uh, I should have listened to myself. Basically, like I out traded myself or whatever. Um, I, I was sick too. Just like don't trade when you're sick. Uh, just get flat, right? Um, but yeah, uh, I like wrote in the newsletter like, hey, look, here's this, here's the support, and actually the price hasn't even like really hit the support. So I'd like to see it like you know, test the support and holy crap, it just like flew through the support, which, you know, normally in, in Bitcoin, um, uh, the longs and the shorts, the, you know, there's high leverage on these like perps, right? So when you get near a support or resistance, like uh, there's, there's some punishment that comes into play uh, normally for the, you know, the late shorts or the, or the late longs. Right. So I was like, Oh, okay. I'm going to long here expecting, uh, you know these these guys coming in shorting, not knowing what they're doing, and then it's just like, oh crap, nope, there was a bank failure. Oops, you know that's that's one of the ones where you have to just like be like, okay, well, um, if you had, you know, if you had traded that, you're one in a billion, and if you don't trade that, like whatever, move on to the next. You know, that's a uh, yeah. If you if you get that one, you're happy, and if, if you miss it, like you can't be too upset because it's it's a pretty rare rare. So event. Here, here, um, here, here it comes the starting. Roku says twenty six percent of total cash cash equivalents held with uh, Silicon Valley Bank. Okay, okay, okay. So we're gonna go into this right now. So I'm I'm uh I'm, this I'm, is just I'm gonna active, keep coming. I'm actively in a, I'm actively in a. So I work for Badgerdow, um, helping them manage their treasury, and we're just going to do this on the podcast. Um, hopefully there's no liability issues that happen. Uh, but, yeah, basically, um, you know, this treasury is set up where there's a committee. Uh, if five, five out of nine people on the committee to vote to do something, they'll do it. And so I've been rationalizing everything that's been going on today, and I've realized that um, Badgerdow's treasury has – uh, basically about like $1.5 million, let's just call it, of exposure to um, USDC, the stable coin. Um, and just as you said, um, Circle, the company that manages the uh, withdrawals of that stable coin, mm-hmm. uh, has announced today that they had money in Silicon Valley Bank. And they also had money in Silvergate Capital. And they also have money in like a bunch of other things. Uh, I think it was like 70% of their money is in um, uh, U.S. treasuries, and then the rest of it is divided among these banks. So I was just doing the math, and like basically, uh, you know, the estimate uh, from some people, uh, well, yeah, I didn't come up with this estimate, some other people did, but basically uh, the estimate is about like, let's call it 3% of the funds that uh, Circle has 
might have been in. They'll be fine. They'll be, they'll be fine. Okay. So you're yeah. thinking if it's only 3%, they're fine. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If it's what more I'm, than that. What I'm, I'm saying is coming, what breaking, have, breaking, news, yeah. breaking news right now. Roku, okay. Roku, the, the, whatever it is, whatever Roku is. I don't know what it is, but they just came out and said, in a material disclosure to the SEC. Roku is like a um, uh, streaming thing. Okay, so they just came out and said in a, a material disclosure that to their financial condition that, that that they may have they may lose twenty six percent because they were uninsured of its cash and cash equivalents on its balance. Sheet. Yeah, well, so okay, Roku, so what if Roku what may if go Circle, out of business? What if Circle had more than two percent? They had more. It would 10%. be much. If they had more, it'd be much more serious. You I'll think it would you, already? They would already announce. Yeah, I, I, I'll tell you. I don't think there's a lot of big appetite here to do. The 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 guy from Y Combinator, Gary Tan or whatever, was on CNBC earlier today, and he said, you know, this is an extinction level event for early stage capital companies, and uh, made a pretty cogent point about how. Yeah, they're going to be about, about a thousand, you know, s- the small proto startups with people between, you know, five people to, to let's call it, you know, 50 people are not going to be able to make payroll for at least 30 days. And so um, that could that could put that could put out a, a business, you know, just tons. And I mean, it's almost like a national security problem. Right. I mean, there's guys working on defense, AI, all this other kind of stuff. And, and this thing. The speed with which this thing went it was went under faster than FTX. I mean the speed and and so the 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 you know I I have a mixed feeling. I really don't like VCs the humans. I don't think they brought us anything good really. When you get down to it, like I really don't think Facebook's good. I really don't, I really don't. I don't. Cell phones are forty years old and people. You still say, "Can you hear me now?" Like, come on. But uh, so how long? So how long in time do you think we have to wait to see what this like contagion, basically, right? I mean, that's yeah, what, it comes that's, over this weekend. This weekend is going to be if you are uh, a young associate, an attorney at a place like Walktel Lipton or something like that, or you know Latham Watkins out in Silicon Valley, or. Um, and liquidity had a tweet. He was right about this. It's the only time fig investment bankers are needed. Those are financial insurance um, investment bankers. They're like the worst. They're, they're, they're just, they're just, it's not the greatest place to be if you're an investment banker because banks merging don't, they don't, they don't generate a lot of fees. And uh, you're going to have a lot of fun if, if you want, if you, if you like warfare. And so the Fed is going to be auctioning off. SVB to you know they're calling up uh, Brian Moynihan at, saying do you want this and Brian Moynihan's like what is it and so there are lawyers like in boardrooms all over the United States who represent all these banks uh, who are going to bid on these assets and they're going to have a, a very long weekend and um, that's why I couldn't figure out why why people would sort of adopt the let's see what happens on Monday as opposed to being like I don't want anything right now. I don't. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. don't understand, and I could not. I could not understand from everybody I talked to. You know, people who are material equity holders in private commercial banks. Um, 
are like, I, I don't understand why they, why you know why the market's not down ten percent. Charles well, so Schwab, see, this is why down, this but, is why I want to get rid of um, the stablecoin and the and Badger Treasury, or at least some of it, right? Because I mean, just you know, let's call the risk ten percent, twenty percent, whatever, two percent, five percent. It's like, well, okay, well, ha- what happens if okay, we could just we could sell twenty percent of it into something else. Or and then Monday comes along and all of it goes to zero, right? Like you know, I'd be happy to have twenty percent of it left. Well, um, circle. Even if the risk like is, to me, I feel like to me, Circle has got to have been asked the following question because they're 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 a publicly traded company in the United States, and we just have different standards. So it's not like Tether that operates in kind of a weird, you know, non-regulated space. But but Circle to me has to have been asked the question. This is Bob Diamond, the old Barclays guy, um, and he's he, his biography together with this ball, other bald guy. I don't know, whatever. But they have to have been asked the question: What happens if every single person who owns Circle tries to redeem Circle at, at once? I mean, somebody has to have asked not only them that, but that has to have been a question that was asked about you know the first bank that ever existed meeting. Like, like, what are we going to do if everybody wants to take out their money all at once? And um, I, I guess they just didn't. didn't right, see. but like you're saying that you're saying that on the eve of a you know a bank that you know Silicon Valley Bank, like did did they get asked that question? You would assume so, right? Yeah, and I know what they were doing, and they were, but they were always what I always thought they were, and apparently they changed. First of all, their assets under management grew four times during the tech bubble of 2021, 2020, and 2021. That's a bad sign. Somebody should be, um, you know, there are all these people on CNBC. They were like, um, wow, Facebook cutting more jobs. Uh, but uh, the, the, um, oh, I thought you were about to be like Facebook announces nah, treasury, nah. No, <laughs> treasury holdings I'm, inside yeah. of us. <laughs> but, but, but Silicon Bank, I mean, they have all these weird securities like hybrid, you know, um, what do you call it? Uh, convertible debt on these little companies. I mean, that's the only, you can't put debt on a company that's not making money. I mean, you can apparently, according to Silicon Valley Bank, that's why I was always like, this this thing is not going to work out because you need to repay loans. And there was a guy, sort of an apologist, like one of those FTX apologists who was all talking on Bloomberg last night. He's like, everybody just stay calm, you know, nothing to see here. Um, and he was like, he was making the same case that Sam Bankman Freed made. But he was like, if people would just give me 24 hours, you know, you know, it's it's your fault if you're there's a run on the bank at your bank, because if, what if it, it's like this guy was making this argument that they had long dated paper and they needed they were they were going to take a, a write down of a, a you know three billion dollar write down impairment loss whatever you want to call it and then switch around to you know more short term. Uh, higher yielding stuff because it aligns more with what their the term of their loans. A lot of their loans are very short and length. You know they don't they don't do mortgages. I don't think. So um, he was making that case that if everybody just left them alone for a day, they'd been fine. And they were trying to raise two point five billion dollars. I mean, it really sounded FTX like, and 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 it's and it's just kind of like I I just it couldn't happen to a better group of people, in my opinion.
the these people have diverted for for now i don't know 30 years they've diverted much needed capital where do, where do we really need capital we really need capital because we don't have enough plumbers we don't have enough electricians we don't have enough you know people who shower after work as opposed to before that's where money's actually needed that's where money is actually needed instead they pump money money into you know stuff like you know i don't know whatever the the 90% failure rate they have they pump money into crap and it's just like why are you doing that i, I that's my that's that's why i've always been sort of like anti vc is i just see it as a giant misallocation of wait money. hold on are you saying that the metaverse is not dude what is like is facebook going to go under just because they dude okay first of all how many i mean i just did it uh you know you you build an entire generation that learns the name facebook and then you change your name to meta which like the only people that should understand what the metaverse is are people like me who you know grew up playing video games online which is a much smaller niche of people than i think uh, maybe would you know why he did that Zuckerberg. He did, well yeah did, i mean he was, did the bezos okay, thing yeah. he did the bezos thing it was like it's like you can't be that you can't be valued like this much just selling books so they're like, yeah they're yeah but it was just such too. a stupid like i mean it, it, it you know he went from like facebook to fortnite right like you might as well have called it like fortnite in my opinion yeah. instead of meta like it's you're you're you you just totally missed an audience like you missed a uh, like first of all all the gamers that are the actual like metaverse don't care and then the uh, the metaverse people like the NFT buyers they're a completely different I don't know two disjunct groups of people like I just don't I mean maybe the metaverse ends up existing like Ready Player One style you know dystopian future at some point I'm not gonna bet against futures but um uh i just don't think that that was a very good move and it was it was still again we had a thousand reasons to short um every single thing that moved except for like oil right uh <laughs> well, well roku, roku just announced that 26 percent uh uninsured deposits at silicon valley bank and the stock dropped three dollars it's trading at fifty dollars so i think people at circle view just fine if they have three percent exposure um, I know that's right. kind of not right. the business that they're broke. They're in different businesses, but okay. So your circle dollars are now worth, you know, 3% less. Yeah. Well, okay. so, but the question, the question becomes is like, does it, do you have a, is there an irrational, right? Markets can remain irrational before longer than you can remain solvent. So is there an irrational response, right? Like, um, I don't know. I'm uh, so first of all, you know, now I'm scarred because uh, I was here, I was from I was here for MIM Magic Internet Money, which actually at this point we were literally talking about this today. It's like, well, so what do you sell your uh, your stable coins into, right? What do you sell your Circle coins into? Um, you got Tether, you got Binance Coin, like you know, fuck that. Um, you got Magic Internet Money. You have you have uh, I think I think USDT uh, Terra Luna stable coin still exists somewhere i don't know if it's worth a dollar i haven't looked because i just like don't care um but yeah you know there's basically like really limited options there's actually a there's this thing called frax that i really like but and and then there's this thing lusd um which yeah there, there's some alpha uh, me and some person in the uh 
our premium channel, we both bought. Are you like, um, are you like banned from from putting it into U.S. dollars? Well, yeah, exactly, because it's a Dow Treasury, right? So it's in it's in a it's it's on it's in a multi sig, right? So it's behind. You know, there's nine people, and five of them have to like click a button on the Ethereum network, basically, um, to move the money. Um, and so, yeah, there's no banking relationship, right? Um, right. Which is kind of the whole. Again, you know, now we're going back to Bitcoin, which, yeah, I think this is a great conversation. Um, you know, so we don't have this banking relationship, and then there's this risk. So let's call the risk two percent, five percent, ten percent, twenty percent, whatever. It it's above zero today, right? It might go back to zero next week, but today it's above zero. Um, and so, like, what are what are like the real options, right? You have Ethereum, and then you have like Bitcoin that's been wrapped on Ethereum, which has its own risks, right? That has a risk of, well, who wrapped it and how they get onto Ethereum, right? So, um, from like the DAO's Treasury perspective, uh, from like pure risk, like you know, you have to, uh, it, you know, this is a bit of like a trading uh, lesson. Is you have to put yourself in the shoes of yourself, right? It, so. You know, when I think about the Dow's treasury, I put myself into the shoes of the Dow's treasury, right? Um, you know, well, so what's 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 the real option here, right? It's like, well, you have Ethereum. So, you, so are you willing to take the downside risk? Uh, let's say Ethereum goes back to like eighty bucks, right? It's a it's at a thousand two hundred or whatever. So, you, you want to take that downside risk versus literally the token going to zero? I think um, it's at like fourteen hundred. People listening to this, you might want to check on that because they might have a heart attack. It's a isn't it like fourteen hundred Bitcoin? I mean, at Ethereum. Yeah, holy shit! Yeah, it's at it's actually at four fourteen. It's at it's at one four twenty. <laughs> okay, yeah, I just wanted to make sure because people might be listening to this here long Ethereum and hear that and be like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, honestly, me personally, um, I'm like, what the fuck in the other direction? I was like, yo, I thought Ethereum was like worth nothing right now. Yeah, yeah. So, so the so the biggest, I mean, the biggest, it's just... So, yeah, yeah. So, so, I mean, you know, from like a price perspective, I just think like from a risk, from a risk reward, risk management perspective... Um, and maybe, you know, again, it's hard to make these decisions. We're talking on this podcast. It's a, it's a nine out of, it's a five out of nine treasury. Like, you know, I have to go convince a bunch of people. Um, I'm going to go talk to a lot of people. It's probably, you know, probably by the time we get to a point of making decision, we won't make the decision because the time passed. But yeah, like, you know, buying Ethereum at 1373 with the risk that USDC might, um, peg or whatever yeah that was a pretty good risk reward bet but it's that's a you know it's hard to move on things like that um and again you have to be you have to be put into that position and if you're if you're just like some regular person that's just you know you have you live you know whatever you live somewhere and you got a little bit of money in the bank and you got uh, a little bit invested in crypto or whatever we've really um lost you probably at this point um (laughs) But yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's it's a it's a crazy moment. It's a it's a. There's a lot going on. There's a lot pushing through a bunch of the systems and stuff. And I think um, I think you know personally, Monday, um, you know, I'll be in the I'll be in the chat 
I hope you're in the chat and the Discord as well. You know, our, we mostly talk in the premium um, uh, really just because, again, we want to keep it, like, really high quality. And I, I think it's going to be important how the market reacts on Monday morning, personally. Um, I know it's, like, stupid thing to say because it's just like every single day it's like oh well we'll see how the market reacts i but, think there'll be a buyer for silicon valley bank by monday yeah they'll figure it out i mean yeah you had a pretty good thesis for for what they're going to do over the weekend i mean those things yeah they have real value uh they're going to be losses taken for sure but i think that the worst this is not FTX. so well okay so FTX. again let's my well, just go back to my stablecoin um, trauma, my PTSD, right? So we like there was there was the magic internet money moment, which we recorded, and and boy did those guys get lucky, right? Um, the whole freaking world imploded after that, and and they just like got away scotch free, and and everything uh, everything else blew up after them, and now everyone like forgot that they were that they existed. Um, but yeah, we, you know, we, that was our first like emergency podcast or maybe our second. And we talked about magic internet money and it was a, it was a similar, similar situation. Um, uh, Badger Dow had, I think a quarter of a million dollars, but the thing is, is it was like a total of maybe 750 K, um, in a pool of liquidity and if the same thing that happened to Terra Luna, you know, UST happened to Magic Internet money, that money would have just disappeared overnight, right? So um, I get the same sort of like PTSD with Circle going, okay, well, now you have a hole in a balance sheet, right? Um, how does that balance sheet hole get filled? And they do have they do have a bunch of U.S. Treasuries, right? Uh, and you're yeah, right, he- there's probably going to be a bitter for the bank. Let let, let me, let me give you one piece of advice. And that is that, you notice one of these things that all these, these crypto, um, Judas's have in common is they all have all of the answers, right? I mean, you know, Sam Bankman free would just talk until the other person stopped talking. He had all the answers. And so, if circle has been asked this question, they're like, what happens if there's a run on the bank? And they were like, I don't know. You can trust them. People who say, I don't know. You can trust people who like can, can contort and an answer and mutate an answer. Is I get this question all the time in a, you know, okay. So here's my, here's my proposal. Here's my proposal. What do you think is I'm proposing we take 10% of the funds and we move it into something else. No, 10% of the circle. 10%. Yeah. 10% of the circle funds. We move it into something else. And then, you know what? Hey, we're wrong. Everything's fine. Two weeks from now. Uh Oh, did I lose you? Yeah, no, I'm still here. <laughs> no, but I meant like, did I lose you? Yeah, you you lost lost me a little bit. Look, I I think it was just was one of those things where if it's a known issue, right? There's a known issue with the uh, with the circle or whatever. You might want to look some someplace else right now because otherwise you just kind of feel stupid if something bad happens. But um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, exactly. So, so, right. I, I'm, I'm definitely onto it on some level of like, yeah, we, yeah, we should, it, we should definitely be the doing number some of, with- the number of eight Ks are expanding. Uh, SoFi is f- followed in eight K, and again, these are sub- these are material change uh, filings for the SEC. SoFi has unusual exposure to Silicon Valley Bank. Um, oh shit! There's at least yeah. now four. So, well, so so I mean, again, I think I think I'm right, right? I think I get where you're coming from, being conservative, but I think I'm right that there is a there is a I, not like the the risk went from the risk went from like you know. Non-zero to much more than non-zero. Yeah, much more than non-zero. Yeah, exactly. Much, much more than non-zero, but still, uh, I think that. But still uh, close to zero. Yeah, still pretty close to. I would, I would think so. I mean, I, I don't. I just, I wish I knew more about stable coins, but. uh, But well, yeah. I mean, welcome to the stable point. Stablecoin. Okay, podcast. so we have. Yeah, I mean, that's why I wanted to do this actually because I wanted to. Rocket Lab. Rocket Lab, Rocket Lab USA uh, reported exposed, you know, uninsured deposits. Um, so far, does not hold assets with that SVB. I don't. Why would they put that in an AK? I don't know. Whatever. Um, Rocket Wait, Lab, Rocket Lab is a Rocket Lab is an aerospace and defense company located yeah. in Long Beach, California. That's that's a thing. Wow. Yeah, Rocket and the Robolock. I mean, it's two hundred billion dollars, and it was it was like maybe let's call it like more real than the FTX money, right? Like, a, oh, yeah. a lot more real than the. FTX. Yeah, which is why again, there's some assets there, and and um the the that's why I think it's going to be snapped up pretty. Pretty, pretty. I mean, I, I don't. I, again, I don't know anything anybody else doesn't know, but I think that even uh, the nation's, you know, national security people will be in the same room, like asking about, you know, they'll have some interest in this too. About, you know, if we let all these startups fail, then then they're going to go somewhere else and do something else. Um, and uh, the the head of the Y Combinator, whatever was on CNBC to talk about that, and um, it just I I don't understand why the market went down ten percent today. I don't get it. I I don't. I can't believe that you can. And, and it really does argue for the COVID uh, mini recession was a reset, and this is a new sort of bull cycle. And yeah, well, but I mean, you got to be careful, man. That's where. That's where on Monday we get on ten percent. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps, but we haven't seen anybody big come out yet. I mean, and there's not going to be anybody big who's banking with Silicon uh, Valley Bank. And again, I think it's going to be bought by Sunday. In fact, the irony could be, the irony could be that like I probably wouldn't have placed a wager. I wouldn't have shorted into the weekend thinking we're going to get bad news on Monday because I do think that it's going to find a buyer over the weekend and the market be up two percent on Monday. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I, I, um, I, I mean, I agree. I mean, but at the same time, it's also just um, this whole. I mean, if we're like, if we're gonna take twenty twenty two into twenty twenty three, we start at, you know, uh, well, actually, it was like twenty twenty one, right? Like November twenty twenty one. Basically, everything was euphoric. We had 
Wonderland time, you know, magic internet money, people were earning 90,000% APYs, right? And then the Fed came and cut interest rates, uh, actually just before that, I guess. Um, and then, you know, everything sort of like started dwindling from there. And then we started getting like all the blowups within crypto, um, which, you know, uh, something that I've noticed that I don't think is uncorrelated. I, I, I don't know. Anyways, it's just all the hacks went away, right? Like no one's getting hacked in crypto anymore. Um, you're not seeing hacks reported left and right. And then you had like Celsius, Voyager, BlockFi, you know, um, oh yeah, there was like the three arrows capital thing. Um, yeah, Terra Luna. And then that led into FTX. And then now we're at, you know, uh, Silicon Valley Bank. So my, you know, if we're, if, if you're trading the trend, the trend is, it's not over, right? You know, you're, you're, you're kind of like a bottom picker. But at the same time, I agree with you that like, this particular instance might be I just can't, I can't believe these people out there see themselves as quote unquote disruptors and you know high tech people and they all they can't even fucking figure out that you know you're only insured up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars on your deposits at a bank. Right, right. I, I read like ninety seven percent of the uh, deposits were above the twenty. Yeah. But so, so you're 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 so smart. Uh, I think my internet. compiling you know that 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 silicon valley is just a big waste it's just a big waste go fund the plumbers in ohio dang well should we uh should we leave it at that go fund the plumbers in ohio my my internet cut out for a second um yeah but yeah i don't know i feel like we i feel like we really covered um this i think if um you know we're paying attention to the moment. If anything changes, happens um, differently, yeah, we'll probably come back pretty quickly on the podcast. Because, um, yeah, we've just sort of been waiting for something to happen. We didn't want a bad thing to happen, but that's what, you know, whatever. All right. Well, thank you. This has been the Foot Guns podcast with uh, Hal and Cletus on March, the Silicon Valley uh bank day yeah yeah double uh, double hanes bottom (laughs) yeah double hanes bottom and uh we'll be back uh next week and we'll do this all over again oh yeah thanks have a good one